Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio Wednesdays at 5pm for Brainwaves, Melbourne's drive-time radio show. Giving voice to people with mental illness. One in five have a mental illness, but five in five can enjoy this great program featuring heartwarming stories, great information and some laughs as well. Find us at 3CR. 8.55 on your AM dial. Sponsored by Mental Illness Fellowship of Victoria. Hey there, you're listening to Brainwaves on 3CR, 8.55am and 3cr.org.au. My name is Lauren and joining me from the Brainwaves team today is Rebecca. We're going to be talking to Alana, who has a lived experience of CPTSD and is currently doing an artist's residency at Bandura Arts Centre. We're very grateful for Alana coming and joining us today to share a little bit about her story and how art has changed the way that she interacts with her society and with mental illness. Thank you, Rebecca. Go right ahead. (laughs) Thanks for coming in today, Alana. So just to start off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm a student at the moment. I'm studying full-time. I'm studying art. Yeah. Yeah, it's the main thing I'm doing with myself. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you have the lived experience of CPS... PTSD. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that and um, how it differs from nor- from basically PTSD itself? Sure. Um, the C stands for complex PTSD, um, and it's kind of a more long term condition. PTSD is usually um, a condition like a shorter term from uh, an event. PTSD, uh, CPTSD is usually um, in response to like a circumstance. Um, usually, people get it when they're quite young, mm-hmm. and um, it's to do it. Um, it really changes, I guess, the way you perceive yourself. Um, if you're quite small and you develop um, PTSD, and that, which can develop into CPTSD, um, you haven't already developed a clear sense of yourself. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have that to fall back on you like you would if you're an adult who developed, um, yeah, PTSD. So it um it really uh, alters your your interaction with yourself and your environment in a way which is a, a little trickier to kind of navigate out of, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so with your own experience of stigma, how has it affected you and your recovery? Um. The main way is definitely like internalized mm-hmm. stigma, which um, has kind of kept me like silent, yeah, or um, like stopped me from finding, I guess, understanding in other people, or like um, yeah, like shutting down my ability to kind of access help mm. um, or access help earlier, um, and I guess. Yeah, it kind of is a bit pervasive in that way, just, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, So what steps have you taken on your journey to recovery? Um, Therapy is the main one. Um, And I guess, like a lot of mental health things, just connecting with people and finding an avenue forward through through connecting. And... um, 
Yeah, I found that that through um, finding other people who have are going through similar experiences and like like um, group therapy has been a massive changing like a point of change uh, and like hearing other people's stories and hearing their similarities and it like takes you out of the dark when you realize you're like what you're going through isn't like yours alone there's a bigger context mm-hmm. mm. and I kind of understand that art is a it's a huge part of your journey mm-hmm. um if you didn't have therapy do you think you could be on the road to recovery just by having the art um I was doing art like it was kind of the thing that was keeping me afloat like kind of always mm-hmm. um and it's kind of been the thing that's kind of kept me kind of going until I've found help that has made I don't know been kind of more healing or mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like it um it's definitely not a substitute for but is very like intertwined with mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so when did you originally first start doing art um I kind of done it always um yeah I started just like super small just yeah kind of being obsessed with like crafting and doing all those fun things where you get your hands dirty yeah and what would you say is like your favorite like painting drawing um these days I love like kind of more sculptural stuff but um kind of I'm doing a lot of textile stuff at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it changes a lot. I used to love printmaking, and I feel like when I really get into something I love, I, like, do it a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> I was doing, yeah, when I got into, like, lino cut, I was just carving all the time. And that kind of experience of, yeah, doing something which is really kind of repetitive mm-hmm. is really meditative, yeah. yeah. And tactile as well, like getting to use a different sort of sense to what um, mm-hmm. might be usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you brought along um, something that you were working on before when we were chatting outside. It yeah. looks really, really cool. I don't really know how to describe it, but like maybe for our <laughs> listeners, if they want to get a, a better taste of sort of what sorts of things, mm-hmm. how, do we, how do you describe the thing that you were making? Um, well, I guess... Um, before I started that specific one, I was making, I was doing kind of exactly the same thing, but I was making a wig. Yeah. So that one's going to be just like flat hair. Oh, okay. So it's sort of like a... It's, yeah, it's latch hook. A woven... Yeah, yeah. it's latch hook, which is, yeah, how you make carpets and how you make those like fluffy wall hangings. Oh, cool. But, um, yeah, you can kind of, um, you can kind of weave it in and, yeah, just make hair out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Seems very, um relaxing like once you get into a solid rhythm of it like like you said the repetition it is incredibly relaxing I had like three days where I didn't do this just I started I just picked it up again yesterday and I started and I had a three days where I kind of like because I left half my stuff at Bondura when I um yeah because I've got as part of the residency we're working out there Mm. and then so then I just got a bit like where's my stuff and I got a bit you know all over the place and as soon as I picked up again yesterday I was like wow like I feel like just it's so calming it's Mm. really like yeah I just feel really grateful for having kind of yeah Mm. those kind of things I can just lean into yeah Mm. do do you so if you're not doing art for a certain period of time do you start to like miss it and Mm. like want to like jump straight back into it yeah um yeah (laughs) I definitely do um 
but yeah it's kind of it's kind of hard to explain just um it's sometimes when you start again or when I start again I realize I missed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. um so, f- so for some of our listeners that might not be familiar with the experience of an artist's residency can you sort of explain the yeah. process behind it and what you sort of do mm-hmm. at Bandura yeah I guess um a residency is just any is an opportunity for like um usually an artist will go to a gallery or, or an art center and just spend a bunch of time there making work mm-hmm. um so for the one at Bandura art center it's through art access and um, artists have been paired together, mm-hmm. so it's um, one artist with either a disability or a mental health, um, lived experience of mental health, um, and then, yeah, we just propose whatever we want to work on and we work. Yeah, mm. that sounds really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how long have you been doing the art residency for now? Um, two weeks. Yeah. Um, and it goes for a month, so we're, uh, we're halfway in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you find it really helpful to connect to other artists who, in a way, might have, like, a similar situation to you? Um, yeah. Um, for I definitely do, but I haven't really come across. Um, and I guess part of doing this residency is it's been an avenue and an opportunity for me to talk about, like, my, my mental health mm-hmm. by my art. Um, like it's kind of this space where it was really like welcomed and accepted mm-hmm. or it was a bit of an opportunity so I just kind of jumped in even though I was like a bit scared if it was or yeah, yeah welcomed or something. Yeah. Um, but it's been like kind of a game changer in terms of like visibility like it's like I have an artist statement and it's kind of it's t- it talks about my mental health it talks about the work I'm making and it's written it's like printed it's written on the wall and I'm sitting next to it so I just yeah. kind of have to I just have to let it go like it's kind of all that stuff I'm scared of everyone knowing it's just there it's also I guess it would kind of be exciting to know that people like are finally gonna like see your artwork yeah it is really exciting but also really scary as well because it's like oh no it's just yeah it's like very like just vulnerable raw just kind of <laughs> let it be what it is yeah <laughs> yeah um, so also Public Interaction Day is coming up this mm-hmm. Saturday, I believe. Yeah. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that and what it's all about? Yeah. Um, so for that event, I've decided to do a drawing demonstration. Um, I, I've, I called my kind of drawing demonstration the 50-minute hour. Okay. So it's an exploration of like the therapy kind of therapeutic space and like the the connection um the I guess connectivity within that therapeutic space and um I'm I'm originally I was gonna just draw and I was gonna have an empty chair in front of me and then I had the idea to invite a friend who is also on a similar healing path like along so we're gonna sit together in the space and we're gonna draw and um, I'm going to create a bit of a rice circle around us as a bit of a boundary and a bit mm-hmm. of a containing. So it's kind of about emotional containing, um, which will be necessary because it can be quite triggering if, you know, people are kind of watching. Mm-hmm. And it's just like um, you're making very, you're making work, you're making artwork, but it's like also kind of, yeah, it's very... Um, yeah, it's just kind of personal and revealing. So it's mm-hmm. like. Mm. So if people wanted to come along and mm-hmm. see, where would where would they go out to find more info? Um, the Bandura Art Centre website has info. Um, there's Facebook event 
about that too. Um, yeah, but it's two o'clock to four on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll make sure to put like all the links in the description. Yeah. On the we website. Podcast on our website, brainwaves.org.au. So just talking about your art residency, mm-hmm. uh, could you just currently explain like what you're working on at the moment during the residency? Um, yeah. Um, the proposal for the work that I made um, was to work on um, pretty much to explore like my experiences with dissociation, which mm-hmm. um, is a kind of a key part that people with PTSD um, and CPTSD like experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of like I'm ex- I'm ex- I guess I'm exploring it in the most accessible accessible way possible for people who maybe don't have any idea what like dissociation is. So I'm kind of looking at the idea of a room being like the dissociative experience, where um, when you enter like a room, like you um, have experiences in that space which are kind of um, yeah they're kind of contained into that in that space and when Mm -hmm. you when you leave a room you you maybe if a room smells a certain way when you leave you don't you can't smell that smell at all Mm -hmm. or if a room is a bright color for example like when you walk out of a room you don't see that color anymore and I think that's the easiest way to kind of explain dissociation to people it's kind of like you're completely emerged in something or you don't experience it Mm -hmm. so it's kind of that um that kind of compartmentalizing of kind of experiences Mm -hmm. for the sake of being able to do everyday life yeah Yeah. do you feel that like art in a way helps you trying to explain like how you're feeling Mm -hmm. yeah and um yeah I guess it makes things which are quite complex a bit simpler Mm -hmm. so I'm I guess yeah I'm just taking that concept of a room making dioramas and making kind of like yeah like spaces Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) Um, so, speaking on the topic of art, mm-hmm. um, do you have a favourite piece? And if so, um, what's the meaning behind the piece? Um, I don't know if I have a favourite piece. Um, but in general, I'm kind of just looking at... I'm, I'm just always interested in those people within mm-hmm. my work. Like, I've, yeah, I do a lot of portraits and just kind of... Um, I guess I'm just interested in just kind of the internal workings of myself and other people. Yeah. Yeah. It, en- it can be pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um, so also just talking about day-to-day, mm-hmm. um, what type of strategies and coping techniques have you learnt over uh, the past, like, your recovery journey? Yeah. Um, I guess... Um, yeah, CPTSD and PTSD have the thing they have in common is kind of your nervous system is like chronic, like chronically kind of dysregulated. So you have to kind of manually calm down mm-hmm. or um, yeah, or energize yourself if you need to energize yourself. So it's kind of a matter of just becoming really attuned with your body. So like uh, breathing, a lot of like breathing exercises to kind of like regulate your nervous system, but then also just kind of becoming aware when there's like too when your body's like too hot and too revved up just like like observing that mm-hmm. and um when you kind of notice those kind of fluxes you can kind of um automatically when once you're kind of more familiar you can automatically just kind of yeah become more more, more regulated and more mm-hmm. functional yeah um, so also just to give some, like, if you could give advice to our listeners who might be experiencing something very similar, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? 
Um, I guess I would really just encourage them to, like, find good therapy, which is kind of tricky because there are so many barriers that can exist for someone accessing, like, good help. Like, there's so many barriers. Um, I guess I'd also tell them maybe to just, like, go online and look at resources because there's some really, really good stuff and there's really good books and there's really good um audio stuff as well mm. yeah um there's a few do you want to know a few like yeah, of course. yeah um i guess there's um i'm thinking about like janina fisher um she's someone who works a lot with like trauma recovery and ptsd and there's a lot of like um yeah there's a lot of audio stuff you can listen to of hers and bessel van der Kolt, who's a, an author as well and you can read amazing stuff by him and also listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just um, try and get as much information as possible mm. is a really good starting point. Yeah. Also, would you recommend um, people to do art as a way of yes. something <laughs> to deal with, like, emotions I and that? I really would because it's, um, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of biased because I love it. <laughs> but I. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I guess it's kind of, like, you know, if you can do mindfulness and meditation, it's going to help you so much, but sometimes it can be kind of tricky. So doing something which is kind of like um, creative and um, calming and like something that focuses you, yeah, I think is so valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And in a way, I guess you can, like you can do the artwork and then you can like put it aside, like you just get out like all your thoughts, all the mm-hmm. negative thoughts and then put it on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and then afterwards you can just like put it away and it's like, yeah, I did that. It's, it's nice. I got that art. Yeah, it can be a nice ritual as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like, yeah, when I'm making art, the negative thoughts aren't even in the picture, <laughs> like in terms of, yeah, in my brain, I mean, because yeah. um, it's just calming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's a really, really um, relaxing and, like, wonderful experience. Like, when you're doing art, it's very calming and... Yeah, yeah it's it pretty joyful. I joyful. feel pretty joyful. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a really mm. good word for it. Now it yeah. makes me want to go and do some art. <laughs> yeah. um, thank you so much, Alana, for joining us on the show thank today. You. It's so lovely to hear about your experiences. And, yeah, we're really grateful for you to coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Um, just a reminder for our listeners, Radiothon is coming. Each year, 3CR raises money to keep the shows alive. This year, as a station, we're looking to raise $220,000. Um, of course, Radiothon doesn't start till the 5th of June, but it's not too early to donate. You can donate at 3cr.org.au slash donate or 94198377. We'll be having our Radiothon show in a couple weeks' time, so we look forward to your support at Brainwaves. Um, You can find more podcasts of our show, brainwaves.org.au, and on the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au. We'll be back next Wednesday at 5pm for a new episode. Stay tuned for Renegade Economists. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.